Well, good morning, everybody. Sure is great to see you all. I'd like to welcome our guests and friends that have come back uh, to honor uh, Wilbur and Ordelia. Thank you so much for taking time to come back and be a part of this service today. Well, Wilbur, it took 50 years, but you're finally just, just about ready to graduate from IWU. <laughs> you know, institutions come to be defined by the people who make up the institution. And when we look back over the history of Indiana Wesleyan University and Marion College, there are some people who stand out. Because they, as much as anyone, have given definition to the kind of community we are, to the mission, the identity that marks us. And Wilbur and Ardelia are two of those people who will always stand in close relationship with what it means to be Indiana Wesleyan University. I can't help but reflect personally about my own journey with Wilbur and Ardelia. Uh, I took art appreciation with Wilbur, or with Ardelia down in the basement of Teeter a long, long time ago, and she helped to shape my understanding of art and my appreciation of those forms of expression. And Wilbur personally had an impact on my life through his teaching, but more so through some personal interactions that we had as I was trying to find myself in my way. And as I've thought about Wilbur and what he means to our institution, I've written down a few things that I think he leaves us as his legacy defining Indiana Wesleyan University with an example that calls to each one of us. May I share those with you? When I think of Wilbur, I think of someone who loves God's Word. Now, that day that I sat for the King's exam, <laughs> I'm not sure that I understood that he was giving me that because he loved God's Word. <laughs> but what I have come to see with him over the years as I have sat in his classes and watched generation after generation of students sit in his classes, he gave us that exam because he wanted us to know God's word. You see, for so many of us as believers, it's easy for us to give lip service to the word of God, but not truly to know the word of God. And Wilbur was intent with every one of us who went to his classes that we would be exposed at a deep level to really know God's word. And that came from his passion for God's word. Another thing that I think Wilbur leaves us as a legacy is this is a man who is passionate for and loves the land and the people of God's word. You didn't know Wilbur for very long before you realized that one of his great passions in life was taking students and faculty and staff, board members, friends to the, to the Holy Land, to Israel. In our community, I don't know of anyone who has done more to make the people in the lands of the Bible more real to us personally than Wilbur has done over these years. And so not only did he have a love for God's word, but he instilled in our community an understanding that the Bible and God's process of revelation is situated in history and in time. And through his own passion, he introduced us to the groundedness the reality, the flesh and blood history of God's word. That was such a transformative experience for me when I had the privilege uh, as a senior 
here at, in, at Marion College many years ago to go to the Holy Land with, Israel, with, with Wilbur and Ardelia. And it became real to me in a way that it hadn't before. Another thing that Wilbur leaves us, that defines us, is his love for his students. You know, you realize that now, you as a generation of students, but each of us that have come along through the years have realized how much time and effort Wilbur put in to making connections individually with us who sat in his classes. He was always ready to listen to us, to pray for us, to speak truth into our lives, to care about us. Haven't you found that to be true about Wilbur? All the work he did to get those costumes together <laughs> and uh, to dress up the way he did and think about how to share in his classes. Now, I think Wilbur likes the dramatic. I mean, I think he likes being on stage a little bit. But I think he did that mainly because he loved us. He wanted to teach us in ways that we would never forget. And that's a definition of Indiana Wesleyan University. We love and care for our students. Another thing that Wilbur leaves us as an institutional legacy is a deep and abiding love for the institution itself. And so this morning, as president of this institution, Wilbur, I just want to say thank you for the many ways, the countless ways, you've given to Indiana Wesleyan University. You can't walk across campus without visually seeing the commitment that Wilbur and Ardelia have made to this campus. One of my favorite things when I take people on tours is to take them to the prayer chapel. What a monument of the love that this man has for this institution. And frankly, institutions aren't always easy to love, are they? And especially in this day and age, we don't really think so much about giving a lifetime of love and service to a place. But what a legacy Wilbur has left, that he has invested a lifetime of energy, of time, of money, of commitment to this place. You know, I think it's God's presence that makes places holy. And this place is holy mainly because God's presence is here with us. But God comes to us in the hearts and minds and lives of people. And it's God's presence in Wilbur that has helped to make this a holy place. And I thank him for that contribution. The last thing that I really need to recognize, and I thank you, Wilbur, for this legacy that you show us. Because it's really who we want to be. And that is Wilbur's love for Ardelia and his family. Have you watched these two together? Have you watched them as the years have unfolded? The steps have slowed down. I knew them back when they were a lot younger. They're still the same people they were. But to watch a love unfold and be faithful 
for all of these years. You know, we can do all kinds of things in life. But in this, Wilbur and Ardelia have shown us what really matters most in our lives. And that is to love one another and to be faithful to our commitments. To let God use us and shape us. So Wilbur, we celebrate 50 years. And as president of this institution today, I want to thank you for helping to make IWU a great place because of your example and the legacy that the two of you leave for us. Thank you very much. Well, on a personal note, I too was privileged to be a student of Dr. Williams. Hard to believe 40 years ago I sat in that Old Testament class and then that art appreciation class. And 25 years ago, Jan and I were able to join them in one of the many trips they've made to the Holy Land. But today I have the privilege of speaking on behalf of the church that they have loved so deeply and served so wonderfully. And so, Dr. Williams, I share these words with you. This occasion marks the 50 year, 50th year of Dr. Wilbur Williams' faithful service to Indiana Wesleyan University, or Marion College, back when I was here, and in turn, the Wesleyan Church. We celebrate your accomplishments, your kingdom involvement and influence our cause for thanksgiving and celebration. You are renowned for your creative style of teaching and your deep love for the Word of God. And you have consistently connected with your students by consistently communicating truth. Literally thousands of lives, including mine, so many of us so grateful, have been enriched by your teaching, your life, and your example. And that number only references your immediate impact. The ripples of your influence span the globe and eternity. So you, Dr. Williams, are a true servant of Christ, and we honor your legacy. On behalf of the Wesleyan Church, may I express our deep gratitude for the priceless influence you have had on the kingdom. Not only what you have done by contributing to the lives of so many, but also who you have been in the midst of such service. Dr. Wayne Schmidt, General Superintendent, the Wesleyan Church, congratulations. First, I want to say thank you to Indiana Wesleyan, Dr. Wright, for having me here to represent the city of Marion on this special day. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have the pleasure of having Dr. Williams as a teacher, professor, so I'm about to read a proclamation where I won't be able to pronounce some of the lands that he, he was serving on. I will reference one and call the others numerous other lands. So I will tell you a story about Dr. Williams. Some of you may not know. I worked here for about 12 and a half years in the development office raising money for the university. While the administration building was being renovated, we stayed in the northwest corner of the Maxwell building, second floor, 
and my office door was open one day when Dr. Williams came in with a student to visit with President Barnes, then President Dr. Barnes, and I got a chance to hear him begin to teach as he had to wait outside for the president, and the student asked him a question, and Dr. Williams went into teaching mode immediately, and it was a pleasure for me to sit in my office and hear Dr. Williams and his passion of trying to educate this young man on things of the Lord. So, Dr. Williams, you were a teacher of mine, if only briefly. I will now read this proclamation to you. I'm not as young as I was when I was here, so I need eyes now. But There's a bunch of whereases in proclamations if you aren't aware of that, so bear with me. Whereas the city of Marion, Indiana, desires to recognize March 27, 2017, as Dr. William Glenn Williams Day, Wilbert Glenn Williams Day, in honor of his retirement following 50 years of service in the classroom and in other areas of engagement at Indiana Western University and the City of Marion, and whereas Dr. Williams studied in several institutions in the state as well as in England and Israel, he assisted in the making of multimedia project in Israel for the Kiwanis International Travelogue, producing Israel, Country of Contrast, and Whereas in the past, Dr. Williams took as many as four to five groups of people with him to tour the various Bible lands or to do archaeological work in the summers with the altogether total number of trips to the Bible lands being 156. And over the course of 40 years, dug in such cities as Jerusalem, Jerusalem and numerous others. And whereas Dr. Williams was editorial director of the Higley Printing Company for 13 years with responsibilities to oversee the publication of two complete lines of religion education literature, and during that time was editor of 15 volumes of Bible commentaries. And whereas in September of 2006, Dr. Williams was honored by Indiana Governor Mitch Daniels as a distinguished Hoosier. And also the Ministry of Tourism presented to him for his many trips to the Holy Land a sterling silver copy of the 1585 map of the world when it was thought that Jerusalem was the center of the world. And whereas Dr. Williams was elected Professor of the Year, the most recent in 2009 and 2010, altogether the honor was given him by the students of Indiana, Indiana Wesleyan University eight times. And whereas Dr. Williams is a Professor of Biblical Literature and Archaeology at Indiana Wesleyan University in Marion, Indiana, and is in his 50th year in which he has taught 17,250 students. And now for, now therefore, I, Jess Allenball, Mayor of the City of Marion, Indiana, declare March 27, 2017, as Dr. Wilbur Glenn Williams Day in the City of Marion, Indiana, and invite all citizens to congratulate Dr. Williams on his retirement. Let's round of applause for Dr. Williams. I also would like to uh, extend a special thank you to Mrs. Williams, too. Behind every great man stands a great woman. We appreciate your heart and your service to the Lord as well, Mrs. Williams. Thank you. Hi, Wilbur. Uh, my favorite part of Old Testament with you was when you dressed up like the characters in the Bible. Um, and I just loved how 
you just showed Christ to us, um, to every Iowa student that you meet. Um, even if people don't have you in class, they know who you are just by the love that you show. So um, you're really going to be missed, and I just thank you so much for the impact that you've had on Iowa. Thank you for loving each of us so well and making the Old Testament come alive for each and every one of your students. Thank you, Dr. Williams, for just being so passionate about um, what you teach and the students that you're teaching to. Thank you for being such a cool prof and being really passionate about the Old Testament and making all your students love it just so much as you do. So I actually got the privilege to go to Israel when I was in, I think, about sixth grade with Wilbur, and it was so incredible, just an awesome opportunity. Um, he is so knowledgeable and just so wise, and he's just a lot of fun to be around also. Thanks, Wilbur. We're going to miss you. Thank you so much, Dr. Williams, for your passion and your love for all the generations behind you. We're going to miss you. We love you. Wilbur, the way you presented the Old Testament um, and just your unique way of doing it really brought to life the stories um, that you told us and the, and the narrative that was there, and it really transformed the way I looked at, at the, the Bible. So I thank you um, and know that we love you guys. Well, Dr. Williams, this is a chance for us to have a conversation in front of a few friends. And um, I will tell you, I was not in the first year of your students here in 1967, but I came the next year. And I have no memory of the King's Test. I do. <laughs> but I think I passed it. I'm wondering, as we have this last conversation uh, on stage, at least here, tell us about your early decision to come to Marion College, maybe as a student, and what was it like to be young Wilbur Glenn Williams back when you were 17 or 18? It's very difficult to, tell, to remember 50 years, but um, I was dedicated to do what I could. Um, I have to tell you this, although students will know it, but I came here and of course, one semester, I thought I would die because we didn't have computers. I couldn't get enough said on a paper to fill out. And so I asked for a, a sabbatical for the second semester. And I had difficulty with breathing, uh, my head completely full of mucus. And I was allergic, didn't know it. I was allergic to five foods that I used to have and 30 to 35 pollens. And I said to this nurse who was working on my back with scratch tests and uh, chemicals in it, that, how did this happen? She said, well, when you left, uh, I first went to England to study and then I went to New York. I, um, I didn't have any difficulty, but uh, now why is it happening? And she said, well, you didn't need the um, things that you had, but now that you're back, you're going to have to fight it to get back to... Well, anyway, in the long to, to, to uh, make the story a little shorter, um, I had to go through shots, 25 shots. They said, you may be on it the rest of your life. And, um, and it was on the one that uh, I was on the way home when I 
bit my tongue and couldn't feel it after a, a, a treatment. And, uh, and, and so um, I jumped in the hot water tub and my blood was just uh, raging and my head began to swell. I bit my tongue and couldn't feel it and I was expanding my head like a basketball. And I called my wife, I said, please, please call the doctor. He said, get him here as quick as you can. I walked into the office, he had hypodermic needles loaded on both sides and he started working on both arms and uh, he stayed 30 minutes after his normal closing. And, uh, and when next week I went back, it, everything was fine, I was back to normal. I said, I fooled you, didn't I? He said, Wilbur, you were with one half inch of your death. Hmm. I said, what do you mean? He said, that swelling was suddenly a half inch above your vocal cords stopped. And I had never had any trouble with breathing. On the way home, I pulled my car over to the curb, and I said, God, I think you're talking, wanting to talk to me. I'm listening. He said, Wilbur, sometimes you act like I don't exist. Mm -hmm. I said, God, I will never look at life the same way again, and everything I've done is because God called me back to complete, and... Um, and that's the best I can tell you because I have to give him all of the glory. I, everything I've done is because yeah. God helped me do it. I don't, I, can, I don't deserve the praise, the praise. I just am so glad for every student I've had. And that would lead me to my first question for you. Um, this is an emotional chapel for me because you're one of my heroes. You've been my hero since 1969 when I first came here and had you as a professor. You were one of those people who helped me to be passionate about God's word. But I think almost more than that, you're one of those people who I've watched for a lifetime and you've finished well. I wonder if you could share with us one or two keys to finishing well, because we all know people who were our hero at one time who messed up and blew it. And you've been someone who's exemplified Christ-likeness and humility for a lifetime. What would you say would be a key or two to finishing well? Never doing anything without praying about it first. And I would pray every class. Uh, I would write a poem that I, because of what I was teaching, I had a whole book of poems, all of which were written while I was here. And I think just a total, total giving myself to God and being so blessed for someone like you, I appreciate it so much because that's worth more than thousands of dollars to me. You're worth more than that for us too. Hmm. Thank you, thank you. Well, we're, I didn't ask you this the other day when we were talking, but you've been to the Holy Land more than Maybe everyone in the room combined, I don't know. But I'm wondering, is there one spot in the Holy Land that's most special to you? Yes, below a church that was uh, uncovered. It was in a two water uh, systems. And it is where probably Jesus was brought by the high priest. And where they interrogated him. 
cut out of solid rock. There were two places where there were holes, mm -hmm. two over here, bedrock. And they would have held Jesus this way or this way. They could lay, lice, uh, hit him in the back, in the front. And I always think I should have stood there. Yeah. And he did it for me. And that's, that's uh, every time I go, that's the spot hmm. that I keep remembering. All my sins he took on him at the cross. I thank him and yeah. you and all of the students I've ever had. Uh, I, I, well, I would hope that at some point in the future you could just write me a note of what God has done through mm -hmm. you. And, uh, um, and I get those quite often from, from people I've had in the past. Wilbur, one other place that you are a hero to me and to so many people around here is in your love, like Dr. Wright talked about, your love for that lady sitting right there on the front. Wonder if you could tell us what are a couple of keys to having a love that lasts a lifetime? Well, we were just married. I didn't intend to uh, marry her. She's a few years older than <laughs> I am. <laughs> but I kid you not, um, I was selling cooking utensils to pay my way through. And uh, and so we were having a Christmas celebration in, in uh, a place, and so I didn't have a girlfriend. And she was one who had music, too. She never wanted people to know. She got a major in music as well as art. And, and this man said, there are only two that are not married. And the other guy, all of the men are bringing their wives, and the, the fellow who isn't married is bringing his. So you bring your girlfriend. I don't have one. He said, well, ask your best friend. Now, she was my best friend because uh, when she would play at piano and practicing, I knew about it. And if I wanted to date some girl, I would go to her and I'd say, I want you to check this girl out. How does she get... <laughs> does she make her bed every day? Does she... <laughs> um, I wanted to be sure that um, she would be the kind I would want. And, um, and so uh, after, <laughs> after that happened, um, and, and I, 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 get, I wanted to get her because she was going with me, and I got in the car, and she's standing outside. I was going to take her over the place. Oh, my goodness. I had to get out of the car and go around and open the door for her. <laughs> And she wouldn't allow me, but she said something after we got married. You keep me the way you got me. Oh. And I have done so. Oh. Yeah. Well, but you've spent a lifetime teaching young men and women. Uh, you're example to me as a young student uh, helped shape my view of ministry and God's word in significant ways. And I'm wondering if you might have something to say to the students here, one last piece of advice to them uh, from a giant in our minds who's been faithful to serve the Lord. Well, no matter what you can do, you'll do it better if you pray about it. 
you'll walk higher, you'll think better, you'll expand your opening because God knows best what you're capable of doing. And when you find that, the expansion is greater simply because you're dedicated to the Lord. Be that and become something you can't do without him. God bless you all. Well, I think Patty said it really well when she talked about Wilbur being a hero. You know, I've never asked Wilbur this question. He's a great lover of the Old Testament. I, I believe he reads the New Testament. <laughs> I'm not certain about that, but I think he does. And my guess is that if he had a favorite chapter, maybe a favorite book in the New Testament, might be Hebrews, and it might be Hebrews chapter 11, because it's all about the Old Testament. <laughs> and it's all about the heroes of the faith. And you know, the reality for each of us is that, that we have the opportunity in our own lives to write our own Hebrews chapter 11. Those people that have gone before us, those people that have influenced and impacted our lives, and certainly Wilbur is that for us, Ardelia is that for us, so thank you very much for that. You heard a word from our students and from Dr. Wright, Dr. Schmidt, from Mayor Allenbaugh. You heard it even in, in Wilbur's words a few minutes ago. It's that word passion. I had a chance with my daughter to go on, I think, spiritual odyssey number 145. I'm not sure about that. Uh, highlight of, um, of my life and watching him. You know, he's a rock star here on campus, but you ought to see him in Israel. <laughs> they love him in Israel, and, and everywhere he goes, he's like the Energizer Bunny, and it's, and, and here's what I, you know, it seems to me like somewhere along the way, maybe trip number 27 or 33 or 65, some of the passion would have drained. I don't know about 156, but on on trip number 145, he was just as passionate as I think he, he ever was, and it was just a, a phenomenal experience to, uh, to be there. You know, he told me that, that uh, on that trip anyway, he had spent nine months, think about this, nine months of his life just on airplanes going back and forth to Israel. That kind of puts it in perspective for you, doesn't it? Well, an amazing, amazing man, and what a gift he is to our campus. Like Dr. Wright, I get to give a lot of campus tours. My final spot every time is to take them to the Williams Prayer Chapel. And I always tell them before we go in that it's often occupied, and so if it's occupied, I won't be able to talk to you once we, we get inside. But I want you to go inside. I want you to see Ardelia's work. I want you to see just what a beautiful place this is, their, their picture on the wall. And I tell a little bit of the story. Well, on this particular day, a few years ago, I had some members of a, a foundation, and they were on campus, and, and we were talking to them about making some gifts to the university, and so I made my little speech, and we got inside, and there was nobody inside, and so I had a chance to be able to, to tell them the story, and I started telling them about how Wilbur dresses up for classes, and sometimes he's King David, and sometimes he's Indiana Jones, and sometimes he's Father Abraham, and and almost if on cue, we walk out of the chapel, and here he comes out of Noggle, fully dressed in costume. I mean, it was, it was like we had scripted this whole thing. And so I, I turn to my new friends, the first time they've been on campus, first time I've met them, and I say, 
Well, there's Dr. Williams now. He never stops. He blows right by us and he says these words, Dr. Williams is not here today. <laughs> Father Abraham is here. What a, what a gift he is. I read someplace one time, somebody said these words, somebody will, else will take your place but nobody will replace you. And that's true of Dr. Wilbur Williams. We wanna conclude our time together today with Dr. Lowe, who's gonna pray a prayer of blessing upon Wilbur and Ardelia. So would you stand with us? Before I say anything, I want you to know, Dr. Wilbur, that the School of Theology and Ministry, we love you so much. We love you, and you need to know that. For many, many years, you have prayed for many students here. We've heard that over and over this morning. I'm going to ask that you, the congregation here, will humor me just a little bit, because I think this would be appropriate. For those of you that I've connected really closely with the Williams. Will you do me a favor if you feel comfortable doing this? Will you come out from where you are? I'm gonna be saying a prayer, but I'd like for some of you students to be laying hands upon them as I'm praying. And so if you wouldn't mind doing that. As they're coming forward, let me just share some thoughts. This past Friday morning, Dr. Wilbur, he was walking up the stairs in Noggle, and with excitement in his voice, he shared these words with me. Jim, let me tell you what the Lord has just been speaking to me about. And this is what I thought. This is what makes Wilbur such a special servant of God. He is thrilled and finds joy in hearing the voice of God, teaching him new truths, even at his age. And can I share, that's what I want to be, a person that continually is excited about hearing the voice of God. Will you join me in prayer, please? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Dr. Wilbur Williams to this Christian academic community. He is well-loved, respected, and admired. On this day, we celebrate Dr. Wilbur and his many years of teaching, years of ministry, and years of service at, at this university. For 50 years, he has faithfully served you. His goal for serving has never been for personal fulfillment, but instead it has been for the fulfillment of your great commission. How often I have heard Dr. Wilbur share, whether what I do is great or small, I want to do it all for the glory of God. We thank you, Lord, for how you have anointed Dr. Wilbur's teaching down through the years, how thousands of students, and as we heard today, 17,250 to be more precise, have been impacted by what he has shared in the context of a classroom. How? How he has made the Old Testament come alive by his words and by the way he would dress up as an Old Testament character or as Indiana Jones. We thank you for the many prayers and words of advice and encouragement he has shared with students who have entered into the four walls of his office. 
how students have entered there feeling discouraged sometimes. But after listening to Dr. Wilbur, the heaviness of heart they felt was replaced with great hope due to him pointing them to your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for how you have been with Dr. Wilbur on the 156 trips that he has made to Israel, for the safety you provided him and those who accompanied him, for the way he became so animated and passionate as he shared at the different biblical sites. As one person shared, when Dr. William talks, one can tell he is anointed by the Spirit of God. We thank you, Lord, for the generosity of Dr. Wilbur and Ardelia, reflected in her many gifts to IWU to include the Williams Prayer Chapel and the statues that grace our campus. For the number of students and faculty who had their way paid for them to visit Israel with him, for the way that he helped so many in need that we have no idea who they are. We thank you for how Dr. Wilbur has modeled for us what it means to be a sold-out servant for Christ, what it means to be a loving Christian husband, what it means to depend upon you, and what it means to be thankful for each day that we have been given the privilege of serving you. As Dr. Wilbur enters into a new phase, help him to continue to seize each sunrise and to fully live each day for you. May he and Ardelia continue to be guided by you. May their walk with you be full of hope, confidence, peace, and as the Africans I served would often add, with great satisfaction. I ask that you, O oh Lord, will continue to bless our brother and sister whom we love so much. And then I close this prayer. I close this prayer just wanting you to know how much, how thankful I am personally for this couple. Because of how Dr. Wilbur has allowed you to fill him and use him, he has brought a component to this university that will be truly irreplaceable. We are so thankful to you, O oh Lord, for the gift that Dr. Wilbur Williams and his wife, Ardelia, have been to Indiana Wesleyan University. And I'd like for us to close our time of prayer out like this. I'd like for us one more time to show our appreciation by giving applause to God, but also to these two servants of the Lord. So will you applaud them one more time, please? You need to know that Dr. Wilbur is feeling embarrassed by all this recognition, but it is well, well worth it. Can I share, he and his wife have been bridge builders. That's what it means to be a priest. As you leave this chapel auditorium today, will you do me a favor? Remember the example that these two have been for us. And let us all determine to be priests, bridge builders for the almighty God. Go in his peace. <laughs>